Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to a Herd App production of Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. And to my left, I have alumni from Papillion La Vista South Titans now going into college at South Dakota State. Go Jackrabbits. Caden Frederick, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my guy? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You know, it's uh, it's very exciting to see the reactions outside of a state. But before we could get to your outside of the state program, we got to talk about what you've done in state. How long have you done track? Uh, I've been doing track and field for the past six years. What ended up sparking your interest in that? Um, well, when I was in middle school, when I started, I want to do pretty much like every activity that I could. And I didn't really like running. So uh, <laughs> my, my grandpa told me to try uh, shot put and discus. So I Started that in seventh grade and then kind of stuck. Now, when you started in seventh grade, be honest. I know you were trying to do all these different things, but did you actually want to do track and field together? Because I know when I asked my daughter, I said, hey, in seventh grade, we're going to try something every semester or every tri semester as they do track and field. She said, I'm not doing that. And then she ended up loving it. So I'm just wondering if that was kind of your experience. Uh, at first, yeah, I wanted to just like try it out and then. Once I started, I really liked it. So, where did you learn the most about track and what you were doing with the discus and the shot put? Uh, definitely when I got into high school, when I started uh, getting like coached by the high school coaches. And then also I uh, was working with some private coaches too. Now, so, for track and field, how did you find these private coaches? Uh, a guy that I would compete with, he was pretty much my only competitor this year in the state. Um, his dad is a had was a D1 throwing coach for like 20 plus years. So I started working with him. Um, and there's a place in Lincoln called uh, Trackville. And um, I started working there the kind of winter off season after my junior year. And that really helped a lot. Now, did you play other sports growing up? Yeah, I played pretty much every sport I could really get into like so when, when you little, switch over to track and field what do you give up for track and field um i wasn't really i didn't really have to give up anything because once i got older i kind of focused more on like i was in like football and track so those are the only two that i really enjoyed the most and they didn't conflict with each other at all see and that's always good because one they're opposite a season but they also kind of prepare you for the next season of mm -hmm. the other when you look at your time at track and field and you look at your football, what is the biggest strength that both of them gave you for each other? Uh, football definitely helped me stay in shape for track. Um, Cause even though I'm just throwing, I still have to be explosive through the ring and just in, in pre like pretty good shape. And then um, lifting for both the sports too helped me a lot. So, and then of course, is there anything that, when you were doing football, did you ever think of possibly it could have something could have happened to ruin your track and field love? Uh, that was always kind of on the back of my mind, but um, I'm I not saying really playing scared, but you you still yeah. got to think of it. I mean, if you if you're really loving something, yeah, you know, and putting that dedication into a hard sport like football, right? Yeah, my so my senior year, I wasn't going to play football because I didn't want to risk anything for track. Um, so I was starting to focus more on track. And then 
once I got to like the middle of the summer, I just missed football and I was kind of getting out of shape. So uh, I decided to go back to football and um, I really enjoyed that, but I never got any bad injury risking my track career. And when you think of uh, your support at South Dakota State, what was their word about you playing something like football? Were they for it, telling you to experience it all? Um, I mean, at, at that point, I hadn't really been talking with much coaches for track and field for college. But um, when I did start the recruiting process, they asked me if I was going to keep playing football. And I said, no, I was just going to focus on track. And they they seemed pretty happy that I was going to focus more on track in college. Well, and you have one other thing that some people, if you've never seen it, if you never knew what you did before, after the dedication, the grind, the the workout is show choir. Yeah. They don't consider it a sport. It's not sanctioned by the schools. No. And I've been to many of them, and to me, it's okay that it's not sanctioned because then sometimes the challenge is watching the different um, judges and it really makes you work harder each time. What was your experience with show choir and what did it do for your total body? Um, show choir is just a lot of fun and um, it's, it's a lot of dancing and coordination and um, having to be disciplined with uh, doing the choreography, I think helped a lot with uh, discus because it's kind of, for throwing the discus, it's a lot more about form, and it's kind of like a, a lot of people refer to it as like a ballerina technique. And having a little bit of a background in dance with show choir definitely helped me. And and did do you that. do it all four years, or how long did you have you been doing show choir? Uh, I did show choir for six years, so I did it in middle school and high school. And you saw the results from show choir turn into results on the field. How did the field work go back to your show choir? Um, I'd say like, cause show choir, you move in like the whole time when you're in the show and on stage, it's pretty much nonstop cardio. Um, and having to have those moves like precise and a lot of his balance too really helped me, um, kind of correlated to throwing the discus. So, and what brought your love into the music and the dancing? Um, I was always kind of surrounded by music at home because my mom always loved listening to it. And then um, my older sister, who's two years older than me, uh, she started doing show choir also. And I would always go to competitions to watch. And then I decided to do it. And I just thought it was a lot of fun. So, And if you could give an idea, you know, I think one thing that people kind of have a hard thing to grasp and understand is the dedication to a school schedule that you have to do especially your senior year. Like some people be like, oh, you get a lack off some. You do, but not when you're possibly trying to do some college courses along with having show choir practice early morning. You have either football practice late at night. You have track and field where you're still trying to stay conditioned. What is it like in a week of your most hectic week uh, with trying to combine everything and still maintain the high schooling grade that you possess? Um as long as I make time and really focus on it, it's not much of an issue. So like the busiest week would be like towards the end of football season when show choir really starts getting busy. Um, I, cause I was in the group that I was in, we didn't have to get to school early in the morning to practice. Um, but I'd have to get there early for weights for football. 
So I'd get to school at like seven, like seven thirty every day. Um, I would be there and then I would have a uh, football practice that usually ended at like six ish every day. And then um, two times a week for a show choir, I would have a show choir rehearsal that started at six thirty. So I'd go straight from being at school all day to football. And then I'd go to um, straight to show choir practice right after that, pretty much. How do, how do you maintain the fuel for that? How do you keep yourself, get enough nutrition? Because obviously you're going to do weights. You're trying to stay where you're at. Mm-hmm. How do you keep the nutrition during that time? Uh, I would eat a lot. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of money at school for lunch. So that was a lot I did. Um, I drink a lot of water. I, anytime I get a chance, I'd be drinking water. Um, I'd eat between... I'd always eat after workout and then I'd eat between uh, football and show choir. Now, so. did you did you see your body and yourself as an investment when you're doing this? Because sometimes some people's dedication to themselves, and maybe you didn't realize it, is looking at the investment that you're constantly putting. As you you brought up very key things, water, the amount that you're eating. I'm, I'm charging it out the game for lunch. I'm not mad because I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah. Do you feel like the investment paid off that you gave yourself. Yeah. 100%. I would always, um, I'd always pay attention to what I was putting in my body and I'd be taking, uh, supplements to, um, help me get more muscle and, uh, get bigger for football and track. So, and when you look around your surroundings, obviously there is a good supporting staff at the school between teachers, coaches. How do you feel like, the relationship was able to be held where both show choir knew your importance to both track and field, but then your sports football and track and field, everybody knew your importance to show choir. How was that resembled? Because the way that I've seen it, some, some coaches accept those type of things and some are like, come on, man, we want you on the field. How did it feel through your whole four years of high school? Um, I definitely kind of had a mix of coaches and, um, be like being very supportive knowing that it was important to me um and then i had a couple coaches that were kind of like come on man just you're in this right now do it um but my coaches and directors were always very good at communicating with each other if i had to miss something or be late to something and very few times did it really conflict but um i was able to like communicate with them and talk to them about like my schedule and what was important to me and they were very helpful about that and when you think of talking about your schedule, obviously those are those are things that people talk about when they're beyond your age. Who gave you that kind of guidance to be that dedicated to talk amongst the group? Who was the one that kind of showed you that this is because that was the one thing I always try to talk to tell my kids. Your communication to your coaches will matter. Your communication to teachers matter. No matter what I want to do, I'll never as a father go, why is my kid not playing? I will make them go, what can I do to get playing time Mm -hmm. so they understand what was what was kind of your guidance when you look at that um definitely both my parents especially my mom um they would always tell me to communicate with my coaches and once I got into high school they said I'm old enough now to take care of myself so if if there's an issue it's pretty much my problem to get solved and um I quickly learned how to do that and resolve any problems that I ever had and when you look through your four years of high school, what was some sacrifices that you had to do in order to get to where you are today that 
maybe the average high schooler might not understand or might not think that they should sacrifice because you're going to a D1 college to do something you love, but you couldn't have went there without sacrificing something that maybe an experience. Is there anything that you could look back on? Um, well, when I was like my freshman year, I was still trying to be in like every activity that I could be. So my freshman year, I was in marching band, powerlifting, football. You, you said choir, marching band. Hold on, hold field. on, hold on. Before we get to the further, <laughs> there's no way you could do the others with marching band. That had to been probably the hardest thing right there of because that is a dedicated that group is the there. most time commitment activity that I've ever been a part of. Um, pretty much every day I would be at school for like nearly 12 hours. And then on Fridays for game days for football, I'd be, I'd have to get to the school like before 7am for early band, band practice. And that'd be about like almost two hours every morning. Um, and then I'd be get through my school day and then I go to football practice right after. And then on Fridays was game days. So I had to go from football practice to get ready for marching band to do the show. So I'd do a the pregame and then our our show for the whole game. And I'd usually get home like ten or eleven o'clock on a Friday. So I'd oh my gosh. I'd be at school for about fifteen hours. And what other sacrifices during that year as you were trying to get through all of them? Did you did you feel like you were able to give everyone the hundred percent of Caden? Every time? Um, most times, yeah. A lot of times I'd be like really tired. But um, yeah, freshman year was definitely really busy. Um, and I knew that after my freshman year, I decided to get out of marching band because it was a huge time commitment. And it wasn't, I wasn't fully invested into it as I was with um, my other activities. And do you see when you're doing these other activities, is that kind of what you're seeing with your, your uh, teammates of where, the more dedicated they kind of either stay with it all for, and then the ones that kind of feel like they can't invest all the way are slipping away each year, getting less and less. How does that help you continue to grow the team, whether it is track and the same people that have the same love as you, or whether it is football and the, the same teammates that are there for the senior years? What are those moments like? Um, yeah, like freshman year, there's always like a bunch of people that do football. Like we had a huge team. Um, and then you see for pretty much every activity as people go through high school, they start to do, there starts to be less and less people in your grade in that activity because people tend to like find out what they don't like or what they do like. Um, and when you get to the senior year, the people who are still in that activity, you know that those people care and they're invested. Um, and like with my teammates, uh, I've never had a problem like my senior year with people not being fully committed because they've gone through four years of it. It's obvious that they're committed to it and um, they're going to put their uh, all their motivation and attention towards it. And when you look at your four years at, at, at let's talk to football level, what's some of the dedicated leaders that helped you get to be who you were? Um. Like specifically who? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I'd say for football, we had our four captains this year were uh, Matt Thompson, Aiden Barnby, Trace Marco, and Kale Nosler. Um, all those guys have done multiple uh, sports throughout high school. Trace being a three-sport varsity athlete for uh, like two, uh, yeah, two or three years. Um, they all were very encouraging. Um some more vocal than others, but uh, 
for for track both kale and uh matt thompson were they're both throwers with me for the past couple years and they're both on varsity this year and they're both football captains so we all kind of knew what it was like doing like football and track um and it was nice to have some like teammate camaraderie and when you look at the leaders like matt and kale and then you go to track and field and obviously you guys did the same at you know field activities how do you think that that made you guys some of the top in the state? Um, I'd say definitely having to put your kind of trust and faith in the leaders for that sport. Because um, for football, like on the field, it was no doubt that Matt and Kale were two of the best, two of the best in their position and on the field. Um, and then we get to track and um, they're both solid throwers, but um looking at the distance, there's people who threw farther than them and they have to trust both the coaches and the teammates. And, um, we all improved so much this year. Like as a, as a team, we had the best throwers in our school's history. Um, for discus, we had three of our throwers this year. We're in the top 10 in our school history, Kale being one of the discus throwers and then Henry Sapinski being another one. Um, and he's another great football player too. And leader, um, and then for shot put, it was me. Uh, Henry was also a top 10 in school history for shot put. And then we had uh, another guy, uh, Max Pfizer. This was his first year ever throwing, and he made it to state. And he wow. he made finals for state for shot put, but he was the one guy that didn't place in oh. finals. So he was, he was just like five inches away from getting a medal at state. And so when you think of, of your year in football – what legacy do you think the class of 2023 left for the Titans? Um, I'd say we were probably some of the most committed and motivated athletes um, in my time at the school. Um, this was one of our best years for football in school history. And um, people are going to look back and just remember it being fun. So beating beating the Monarchs twenty nine to three, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with throwing that out there. Oh, nothing yeah. wrong at all. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at your show choir legacy, what do you think? Looking back in the past four years at Papio South and just the growth in that area. Um, yeah. So for show choir, like pretty much every year we've gotten so much better. Um, I remember my my freshman year, I'd always watch the varsity team uh, or the varsity group. They would win like they went won probably like a third of their competitions. So watching them, I'd be like, these guys are so good. Um, and then my sophomore year during COVID, we weren't able to compete at all. Um, and then my junior year, I got on into the varsity group, and um, we were undefeated in Nebraska in show choir. Yeah, we beat every single group in Nebraska, um, and it was definitely without a doubt the best that our show choir had been in school history. And it was so fun to be able to be a part of that group. And then this year we we're really good too. And with all the show choirs too, like the girls group went pretty much undefeated for two years. And they got to compete in the finals for the they first time. They were able to time. compete in finals. They're able to perform in finals twice. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think if you look back on your class, you know, especially in show choir, like compared to, track and field i mean you guys can almost accept everybody playing right yeah um maybe not everybody goes to every event because you spread out the events um football 
they keep pretty much everybody. Or if someone might not be tough enough to play football, they might have them become a manager and stuff like yeah. that. But they try to keep everybody intact. Show choir is one thing that people don't understand where like they make cuts. Mm-hmm. And your guys' uh, freshman year, they had to add a fourth team, a fourth group. Yeah, we added a whole fourth group. And and still cut 28. Like, yeah, still, still cut 28. Yeah. But what people don't understand is had they not done that, that fourth group, where could they have been today? Who would they have been? Would it have, have changed your trajectory of who you are because – not everybody was accepted back then. What do you yeah. think? Do you even remember how that all came to? Um, I'm definitely so grateful they added that fourth group because I was a part of that fourth group. Um, and if if I if they hadn't added that group, there would have been, I think it was like probably 30 to 40 freshmen that were added to that group. And most of us are still, we're still in show choir our senior year. Um, a more, majority of us being in Titanium, the varsity group, and then a more number of those people being in um, Radiance, which is also pretty much a varsity group. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was so grateful to have given that second chance. Um, and I'd, I've talked with, like, directors about this, too, and other kids that were in that group. We probably wouldn't be in show choir if right now if we hadn't been given that second chance. And the talent of our whole show choir probably wouldn't be at words right now. Well, and I that. mean, you guys graduated 54, 58 seniors. Was, I think it was 58. Yeah. 58 seniors. So you think of those 58 seniors back on that that year, of, mm-hmm. you know, your guys' first year. I mean, how many of those are probably the whole group is 30 of them, right? 30 to 34? Yeah, nearly, yeah, nearly 30 were um, a part of that, fourth, part of that group. fourth group that were added. And then there's been a few people that have joined throughout the throughout high school, but... Yeah, majority of us were given a second chance, and it helped. Well, now let's go to your track and field, your love, your dream. What what really got you to get over the hump of I'm just competing to I am the comp- the competitor now? Yeah, so um, middle school, I wasn't really crazy good. Um, I would win a few competitions or a few meets, um, it was just kind of to have fun. And then, uh, freshman year, I was starting to look at like the, the school records or like the freshman record. And I, I had goals to beat those my freshman year and then it got canceled by COVID. Ooh. So we were about one week away from our first meet and it was gone. So that was very upsetting. Um, and then my sophomore year I was coming So back. real quick with the COVID part, what do you find and what do you do now that 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 record was not available for you? What did you end up doing that summer? Did you work harder at it, even though you didn't have the opportunity? What did what kind of drive did that change you? Um, so for like the first like probably few weeks of COVID, they didn't say specifically we wouldn't be coming back. So I was still throwing. I had implements of my own that I would practice. Um, I'd go to like a park by my house and just throw. And it was like a, it was a baseball diamond. So I'd be throwing in sand basically. Um, and then when it got canceled, I was, I was pretty upset because it was my first high school season that it would have been. Um, and then sophomore year, I came back, um, kind of had a little bit something to prove because I was not many people thought I was going to be good because I was skinny and <laughs> not very strong. 
when you already said it's all about the form, the yeah, rest will it's come. It's mainly about form. So um, I got into first couple weeks of practice. It was kind of becoming clear that I would have been on varsity. Um, and uh, we had our like kind of throw off basically to see who would make varsity. And um, I made varsity for both shot put and discus. I was the number three guy for shot put and the number one guy for discus just by a couple feet. Um, I had like a 119 for discus, which is pretty solid beginning of the year for a sophomore. Um, my coach after that, he said, if we could get you to like 130 by the end of the year, that'd be really good. If you think of your size at that time, do you remember what you kind of weighed in your height? Sophomore year, I was probably 170 and I'd say maybe like 6'2". Okay. Um, and now I'm like 210, 6'5". So three inches. Yeah. Nice. And then what was that in your junior year? This is when the the change for you came or um I'd say sophomore year. So before my first meet, I was at like a 119 and I think like a 41 for shot put. Um my first meet for shot put I threw 43. So it was, it was a good way to start the year. Um discus I threw 146. Wow, 20 almost 30 almost 30, 30 feet. feet jump. Um which was pretty much came out of nowhere. Um, my coach was surprised. My form was still not very good. Um, cause it's not like something you can consistently throw. You just yeah. came out of the room right um, there. And, and then the next week I threw like one fifteen. So it was, <laughs> it was a little See, bit. Those are some sad. struggles with discus and shot, but that, that I don't think people really understand yeah. is the fact that you know what you've done. Mm-hmm. You've seen what you've done. You mentally feel like you haven't changed anything, but do you think when you hit that 140, your goal and mental changed to where I went that far and I could do it that easy again? Yeah. Um, definitely, because you hit it, you know you can do it, and you try to get more. And it took me about like a month and a half to improve that. Um, what was what was some of the mental stuff that you were going through? Was it beating you up at all, or were you okay to go, I understand the process to get to where I am? Especially since you're only a sophomore. Yeah. It's not like you have this full history going on. Yeah, I was just a sophomore. Um, I was like, just wanted to throw farther. Um, and it was it was kind of hard to put my trust into my coaches because um, I had only really been with them like less than a year. Um, I ended the season uh, throwing 166, which is pretty solid for a sophomore. Um, I broke well, the school record. I was going to say 50, 50 yards yeah, almost, is 50 yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I ended up, it was at the state meet. I nice. threw the 166. I got sixth at the state meet, which is really cool. I broke the school record. And so, so at, at track, is it like wrestling where the top six place? Uh, top eight. Top eight. So yeah, track at the state is meet. eight, but for wrestling, it's six, I believe. Yeah, six. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So you get to the top eight, you're at six. You're in that sophomore year. What's your thoughts? Are you ahead of the game, or do you feel like there's a lot more still to go? I definitely knew there was a lot more. Um, I was just really excited because I, going into the season, I wasn't really expecting to do anything crazy. Um, I don't think my coaches were either. Uh, and then I qualifying for state, I threw two inches under the school record. So I was just really wanted to beat well, yeah, the school I mean, record. If, 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 you, if you got – your shot taken from you for your freshman year. Yeah. You're now going for your sophomore to beat it. You're at state. You're looking for that goal. 
what's what's the what's the actual feeling is it more of i have to think more on my form or do i have to think about how hard i want to throw it i was just kind of going out to have fun honestly uh my first year i wasn't expecting to make it that far so it's like i'm here might as well just enjoy it um and end up however i end up so yeah getting sixth was so exciting and getting a pretty solid pr um, and then the next day we had shot put at a state meet and I qualified for that too. And then I didn't do very good. I got dead last. Oh man. <laughs> 24th place. So when you look at a possible struggle in the shot put, does it make you want to work harder on the discus? Cause I, I don't know when you get to the college level, do you get to do both? Do you do just one? Is, is it similar? Is it different for, yeah, for college though, there's two more events that they do too. Uh, well, for outdoor, they do hammer throw and javelin along with shot put and discus. Man. And then indoor, it'll be shot put and weight throw. So I'll be able to, they'll let me try out what, what I want to do. And then, um, so like my freshman year, I'll probably do three events, maybe four. And then most people, when they get to like their junior, senior year, they kind of narrow it down to one or two. Gotcha. So you get to your your junior and senior year of high school. You've already been setting records as a as a sophomore. Mm. I mean, how can you feel like you're going to expand on it? What can you feel? I mean, when does even the college start part for you? Um, junior year was a huge improvement for shot put. I got like a PR by almost ten feet. Okay. So I went the year before I got twenty fourth at state, and then junior year I got fourth at state. Wow! So that was spot a, jump. Yeah, that was huge. Um, so after my junior year, I kind of knew that I was able to throw in college. Um, I was kind of struggling th- with the recruitment process because I didn't really have much of a connection. Um, so if you think about it, how was the coaches' help? Did they know enough about it? Because I feel sometimes this day and age when someone does come out of the woodworks with an art that, you know, no one was thinking, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't have those resources, those go-to. Is that kind of how it went with you? Uh, That's definitely how it felt. Um, And then my my head coach for track, uh, Coach McLaughlin, he told me, he said, I have some connections. Just give me the word and I'll email all the guys I know. And I started getting emails from, um, it was like, pretty solid division two colleges. Um, and then one of my competitors in the state, his dad, Scott Capos, um, he reached out to multiple colleges and, um, I heard back not even, it was like less than a week later after he shot, I heard back from South Dakota state. Um, and I had filled out like a recruitment questionnaire and sent it to them kind of hoping to hear back. And then they replied to me and, um, we started talking and then he, I went over for an official visit there. Um, and I really liked, that was like the winter of my senior year. What so. was, uh, so, you know, of course I'm a guy who's in football. I know what a visit is for that. What is a official visit? And now you said you went up there in the winter. What is yeah. those, what is an official visit like for track and field? Um, I was able, so they pay for everything. So it's free. So I, I go up there, we stay at the hotel, um, and then the day before when we get there, uh, we I go out for dinner with the coach. Okay. Um, so my, my dad went up with me. So we go out for dinner at a place, and um, we kind of talk a little bit, get to know each other. And then um, I got a tour. After the dinner, I got a tour of the track facility. So I was able to like walk around and kind of see 
what they do. And they have a really nice indoor turf that um, they're able to throw any implement all year round, okay. which is really nice. Yeah. And they got the huge indoor track too. Cause up in South Dakota, it's cold <laughs> and uh, they're not really able to get outside much. So they spent all their, like a lot of money on an indoor track where they, um, they host multiple meets there a year. Now, do you guys also have an outdoor track to go with it? There's no outdoor track. Okay. So they okay. always practice indoor for throwing. We have our rings outside cause it's more, the wind has a little bit more of an effect for throwing than running. But, um, did they have a track, a winter track meet while you were up there that you got to see or, uh, no, it was, uh, they had that a few days after I left. The visit, gotcha. So. Did you get to visit it with any other athletes up there? Any other coaches besides the head coach? I was able to talk to uh, one of the other coaches who's the jumps coach. And then I was able to talk to like, so the next day I was able to get a tour of the whole campus. Um, I was able to talk to a couple of professors that uh, would teach me for the degree that I'm going to get. And then I was able to talk to pretty much all of the throwers that were there too. And was there anything that kind of stuck out that kind of made it feel like home for you? What was some of those things? Um, I really like the the throwing coach, the way that he coaches. I really like, and um, all the other athletes that I met were pretty nice too. Um, and I really like their track facility. It's really nice. Well, I like how you even said that you went and talked to the professors. What what is it that you're looking to get a degree in? I'm gonna get a degree in criminology. Okay. Um, and their program there is pretty new. Um, but they seem really passionate about what they're doing. So you get the passionate feeling from from the teachers. You get the coach where you feel like this is the guy that's going to bring them in. What made you finally say yes? And what was the family results? So what what was their feelings on it? Um, I was between them and University of South Dakota, and um, I just was really leaning more towards South Dakota State, and I felt comfortable. Um, and I definitely thought about it for a while. I prayed about it. I talked to my parents about it too, and they were comfortable with the decision too. Um, And they were very supportive of it. And then when I called the coach, he was really happy that I made my decision to go there. So, so it's just getting those feelings, the, the, like this guy wants me. Mm -hmm. Did you get any love from local colleges or did you feel like sometimes the local kids are overlooked? The only reason I asked is because I've had others on here that, that's what they feel. They don't feel they're viewed. They don't feel like they're known. Um, obviously, things are getting better in other sports. Obviously, we've had more visitors from football this year than than we've had in yeah. some of the past. But what's what's the perception for a high school kid when it comes to that? Um, I definitely kind of, for the one big uh, school in Nebraska, they didn't reach out to me at all for track and field. And um my coaches kind of said that would probably happen too because they tend to recruit more out-of-state people because sometimes they just kind of assume that people go to in-state school. Um, but then I was really recruited heavily by the coach at University of Nebraska at Kearney. Um, he really wanted me to uh, throw there, and he was trying to get me for a visit, but I had already kind of made my decision on South Dakota State. Did did the also did the did they have a criminology thing that you would be able to do at UNK that would have made you feel, or because obviously that's a part of your decision. Yeah. You're, you're 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 loving the sport, mm-hmm. 
you know that you want to go have fun in the sport and get the opportunity that not everybody gets, but you also have other, your future on your mind. You're, you're not yeah. just sitting here hoping and praying that you're going to make this millions off of throwing. You'll probably take it as far as you can go, whether yeah. it is, is possibility for team USA or anything like that. You never know. But at this time, you also know that your future, did that ever kind of come in the fact of a Carney? Um, I, I looked to see if they had a degree or a program there, and they do. Um, but I was just so impressed at my visit at South Dakota State, and um, I know that I'll get better competition in when I go to South Dakota State because they'll be going against bigger schools, and I'll have usually I perform better like under pressure with more competition, and I'll be able to get that more at a higher level school than I will at Kearney. So, of course, this year you finish your senior year at Papio South for your uh, track and field. What was some of the records that you hit? How did State finish up for your senior year? And uh, how did that prepare you f- for the legacy that you left at Papio South? Um, so I ended up having both the shot put and discus records at uh, South. Um, I originally broke the shot record the end of my junior year and then disc the end of my sophomore year. So I kept improving it. Um, and so, yeah, to have the school records for both of those is really cool. Um, we had the best team for throwers, uh, in school history, which is really cool to have. Um, and then for state, I ended up placing second in shot put, which was my highest blessing that I've gotten at the state meet for shot put. Um, I was the farthest. I had the farthest second place throw at the state meet in Class A history. Nice. So ended with a sixty-one ten at the state meet, which is pretty much would have won any other oh. meet except for this one. <laughs> except so for this, the one. guy that beat me broke the broke the meet record. So to be able to lose to him was it was okay. So he he's a really talented thrower and he's going to Arizona State. And so um, then when you think of the talent. And that drive with that competition, like, does it fuel the fire and the flame to continue to do what you're doing? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I love competition. It always makes me better. Um, and for of the two events, my main event is discus. Um, I ended up being the two-time state champ for that. Um, but then for shot put, I was able to have some competition. Um, and it's just fun to have that competition and for track and field it's it's always friendly because like there's nothing there's no defense that you can do <laughs> you so, can't go block one of them i mean can't. you can almost get hit by one but you yeah. can't block one so when you look at just that camaraderie and that and that you built from that where does that lead to your love for track and field because everything else you've done is is and don't get me wrong because you have a teammate and you have team but it's still a lot of Caden's accomplishments. Yeah. How does that change and, and help you fuel you when you do these team event or team like show choir? That's that's 68 of you doing the same thing. Football, that's 11 on the field trying to do the same thing. How do you think that helped you grow in those areas? Um, I love track because it's an individual sport. So um, it's, it's both competitive and just fun at the same time. So with your competitors, you're able to like, talk with them and laugh and it's never kind of as 
Because with football, like, it's kind of hard to get yeah. to that. that like you look point. at the other guy and you're like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> exactly. I want to kick her, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But then for discus and shot put, like you see a guy do good and it just makes you want to do better. And I'm always happy for someone when they get a good mark or an improvement or throw farther than me because it'll make me better too. See, and I think I think that hospitality um, and that comfort that you guys have, because even in show choir, there was not a single time that you guys weren't out there supporting your competition. Yeah. Especially for the schools that don't have mm-hmm. the crowd that we have. I mean, you, you're lucky to find a seat when any of the of the three teams are going for show choir. So you think of how that camaraderie for that and it matches the 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 track and field. Um, but you know both of them are still a competition. Yeah. How how do you feel that helped your legacy be a leader? in all those activities? Um, it's very different for each activity. Um, cause with the team activity, uh, if you, if you make a mistake, um, it affects pretty much everyone. Um, and you have to be able to admit when you made a mistake or like improve it. Um, and most of the time with like with show choir, Cause it's such a huge group. If you make one small mistake, it's not a huge deal. Um, and then with football, usually it's a little bit of a bigger deal and coaches or teammates will get upset with you. Um, and what I like about track is if I make a mistake or don't do, if I don't have a good meet, the only person that it affects is me. So I don't need to worry about um, other people being upset or feeling bad. Cause I messed up the whole team. Um, I enjoy that. And um, for like being a leader and um, all of those kind of showing the younger kids how to do it um, and leading like both leading by example and then being a vocal leader too. Um, I would always help um, like for discus or shot put, I would help the younger kids tell them like I, I would be like a second coach. Um, I loved seeing them improve and I'd always uh, cheer for them when they got a better mark. And, and it's that leadership, that dedication that you're taking to South Dakota state. What do you feel if I'm South Dakota state that I'm getting with Caden Frederick? Um, a hard worker, very coachable. Um, and I will always try to be a leader, um, for going in as a freshman, I probably won't be uh, a leader there cause I'll have to get used to, being a collegiate athlete. Um, but then once I am there for a couple of years, I'll be my best, do my best to be a leader and um, the best athlete I can possibly be. Well, they have a lot coming to them. What's the goals that you're set in freshman year? Because you have a possibility of four events. What's another event that you're thinking of? Um, I'm thinking about hammer throw. Uh, See, that's I'm just try cool that. to say, like, just, I mean, yeah. let alone do, I mean, you'll do that, but just saying the hammer throw, what, what's some goals that you're looking to get out of these? Um, my goal is for the events that I do is to beat the freshman records that are there. Um, I'll have to kind of look at what they are, but, um, I always love trying to beat a record cause they're made to be broken. Um, and then my goal is to make it to the, uh, regional meet so we have our conference meet um and then my goal is to make it up to the second level for discus um 
and then hopefully eventually I like to make it to the national meet for the NCAA championships. And then how do you, will you guys come down to Omaha? Do you like already have any of that circled? Like of some of your competition that you know of? Um, I know that this year they, in, they did an indoor meet at Lincoln. Okay. Um, so I might be doing that next year. I might come down there for that. And then I know that they went to, uh, another one in Nebraska in the outdoor season, but I don't think that we'll come down to the Omaha area for any meet. And are you all done for uh, track and field until you get to college or is there still stuff over the summer that you're looking to do? Uh, yeah, I'm done. So I just had my last track meet a few days ago at uh, Nebraska Wesleyan. Um, so I was able to do that. And then there's a lot more meets that are held throughout the year, but um, I kind of decided to take a break for the rest of the summer and, focus on college so well i greatly appreciate your story hopefully it encourages someone to understand that what dedication mm-hmm. hard work sacrifices like like those are just some words that people just never think about when you're doing it you're just like this is what i do this is who i am this is the persona that i am but just understand you have made sacrifices to get to who you are today. And we're going to be watching here from Omaha and we're grateful. Go Jackrabbits. You know, Um, it's great to see local kids consistently get those opportunities beyond high school, live it up to the fullest, live in the moment. But once again, heard at production, wired access podcast, Caden Frederick of South Dakota state university. Go Jackrabbits. We'll talk to you next time. Heard at Sports Network Production.